Hello and welcome to the Yarn Yaks. This is episode 12. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are recording on Tuesday, June 12th, 2012. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so let's jump right in because I'm interested in what you're wearing, Charlene. I love oh, it. But I, you know what? I am wearing my purple Bianca's jacket. And I was thinking I didn't really have to say that much about it because I've talked so much about it the last two episodes. But it's so but, cute. Yeah, just for review... I'll say that it was a pattern that was originally published in Interweave Knits. Let's see. Written by Michelle Rose Orne. And this version I knit in an inexpensive Norwegian wool that is very light and very purple. <laughs> very purple. It's really cute. It's a nice royal purple. I don't know what else to say about it because I feel like I've talked so much about this sweater the last few weeks. But... But this was Bianca's jacket number one. This was number one, and I wear it all the time. It's going to be a well-worn sweater by the end of the summer. Love it. <laughs> yeah. It's super cute. And what are you wearing? I am wearing my Deep Breath sweater by Kirsten Hipsky, and this is a pattern you can purchase on Ravelry for $2.99 through Valley Yarns. It's a great pattern because it's written for both Erin slash Worsted Weight, and lace weight and mine mm -hmm. is in lace weight in a french blue color and the yarn i used is the valley yarns 214 alpaca silk which is 80 percent alpaca and 20 percent silk i knit this sweater in 2009 that's so, what i was gonna ask yeah. when did you knit it because i remember we picked up the pattern and didn't you get the, the yarn at stitches my very that first year. stitches yeah. yeah so this sweater amazingly simple knit. I highly recommend it. We'll talk more about that later in this I episode. I do love that sweater. But it's light and airy and perfect for if you have a chill, maybe, or if you're trying to pack like for an airplane like I did this last mm -hmm. weekend and you need a sweater that will fit into a very small space, you it's can take true. it off and use it as a scarf. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very, very versatile. And let's see what else did I want to say about this sweater. I brought it into the Swift Stitch when Charlene was working about a week and a half ago because I had snagged it, and the snag was huge. It was big. It was a very big snag. It was a big snag. And I couldn't just, you know, pull it out. And I tried, too. Yeah. There it was were really several weird inches because of yarn. Even though there you was so the much yarn... Well, the tension in all the surrounding stitches looked pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Because I kept thinking, oh, if we tweak it and tweak it and tweak it... And pull the yarn that it'll go back in and, you know, a little bit went in. A little, but, but not the, much. the tension wasn't that different on the stitches. So the it. reason I had brought the sweater in to show Charlene was because I was going to ask for her knitting advice on how to fix the <laughs> snag. And just standing next to her, just her mere presence as a knitter, <laughs> I said, oh my gosh, it never occurred to me. I should just clip that snag in half and weave the ends back in. And she said, I was just going to say that. And some of the Friday morning Swift Stitch knitters were there and I, we were laughing about how just being near Charlene you have revolutionary knitting ideas. I, I that, think it's just... Any supportive knitter. <laughs> but it was, I mean, that I snagged this sweater two years ago, and it's been sitting in my closet waiting to be fixed for two years, and right, I never but had see, that idea but, until I was standing But see, you. you took it out, and you were focused on it. You were thinking about it, so yep, that's it. <laughs> so now that I'm wearing it again, I am going to knit another one of these sweaters for sure. Charlene and I were just speaking of how easily you could knit this in one skein of a 
hefty, like one large one skein large skein of, of many of the popular lace yarns right. that come in, let's say nine hundred yards or so. Yeah, you, you could, could probably knit a, knit a whole sweater. Out yeah, of depending that. on your yeah. size, of course. Yeah. But it has bell sleeves, and I knit the long sleeve version, and it just has a boat neck at the top and raglan shaping, and then a little garter stitch edging at the cuffs and the collar and the bottom of the sweater and it's wonderful super easy super cute i have had that sweater on my radar since that stitches yeah and that was 2009 i believe february 2009 and so now it makes me think "Hmm, one skein lace weight there are lots of options (laughs) yeah especially for a summer knit because it's such a lightweight project exactly exactly so that's what we're wearing today Now, what are you stalking? What am I stalking? Okay. Despite my hesitancy about knit-alongs, I'm going to jump in on our (laughs) knit-along. I feel like I should. And in truth, I will be knitting. Not you should. That that towards obligation. I know. That sounds like obligation knitting. But in truth... There are a couple of projects, actually three projects that are on my list right here. Although one of them I realize is lace weight, so it's not quite the same. But the other two are fingering weight, so I just have to pick one because they're all three of these projects are things that I want to knit soon this summer or so soon anyway. The so they fit right. So I'm going to yeah. be knitting them anyway. anyway. <laughs> I like that. So, Several people who have joined in on the knit along thread in our Ravelry group have basically said yeah, the same thing. I yeah. always knit a pair of socks, so this will be perfect right, for me. Exactly. Because I be doing exactly. This and I think the openness of just knitting something in fingering white yarn is very inclusive and probably a weight of yarn that people will knit in the summertime. And so. Two of them, no, actually all three of these I have mentioned before. They've been, let's see, Breezy Cardigan by Hannah Fettig, which I mentioned that I was stocking back in episode eight, and I have yarn for that already. I have two skeins of a lace weight Madeline Tosh yarn. The Rocio Cardigan by Joji Locatelli, but that one is knit in lace weight, so I probably won't opt for that one for the start of the knit along well you just said the breezy cardigan you're going to lit, knit in lace weight oh that is lace oh yeah. my gosh i didn't even th- i think okay. the pattern calls for fingering <laughs> weights but well, you're going to knit it in lace weight well she she gives you options she says knit it in a lace weight a fingering weight or even a sport slightly weight. thicker a sport weight if just depending on what sort of fabric you want got it okay so Lots of options there, and you know I love my options. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the reason I was thinking about the Rocio cardigan, and I should have pulled up the picture to show you, but maybe you have seen it before. Oh, I have, yes. It's very pretty. It's pretty, but have you seen the version that Ravelry user Jet Shin knit? Oh, yes, I have seen it. It's in bright yellow. yellow. <laughs> I believe that's probably Candlewick, I think. And it is so pretty and so inspiring that it just made me want to knit that sweater Mm, so yeah yeah. of course the color that I have is just drab compared to 
that bright yellow. <laughs> not many people can wear that bright yellow so no, beautifully. No, but it looks great. Yeah, anyone who ever needs a little bit of knitting inspiration, check out Jet Shin, J-E-T-T-S-H-I-N on Ravelry. She has some of the most stunning knitwear objects she has knit that you, I would be surprised if you didn't get some sort of inspiration <laughs> looking yeah. through her finished objects. Well, hold that thought because I was thinking one of these days we should do a little segment on like Ooh, our top 10 yeah. Ravelry the people users yeah. that we like to stop knitters or you know yeah. their projects just so people that designers. we like right 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 that's people a great who, idea people who just have gorgeous sweaters and nice photography and very good idea. yeah that and would they be style fun. their right right yeah, their <laughs> right not like me who has some pictures posted up with me in my pajamas yeah but... <laughs> or me with mini skirts and airway sweaters because it's 80 degrees out when i finally take yeah. pictures and then the last option that I think is going to be the winner because now that I think about it, it truly is a fingering weight yarn is the Laika sweater by Isolde Teague, which I will knit in Madeline Tosh Merino, Tosh, Light. Merino, Tosh Light. Merino Light. Thank you. And I already have that yarn. And if we are truly going to start on Friday, Absolutely. I will need to look at, I had already knit a gauge swatch, so I'm going to have to pull out my gauge swatch probably make another one and be ready to go. And I will see you some other time this week for sure so I can bring my Laika so you can compare the gauge yes. if you want to. Yes, yeah. And one of one of the reasons why I had put off knitting the sweater is because I wasn't sure if the single ply Tosh Merino Light was a good choice for this sweater. And I may have mentioned this before on the podcast sure. that I PM'd several knitters who had knit this sweater in, in this exact yarn base and they all by leaps and bounds loved it said the base held up just fine that it was a really good choice for the sweater so i am looking forward to it i think it's going to be a good match it will be beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. so what are you stocking well, I am still stocking the sweater <laughs> I mentioned last episode, the 5200K, 5200K. Remember last episode I said it was by the Ravelry user Villa Pieco, who is the designer named Suvi Samola, and she is a very well-known and published designer. I just did not do my research before we recorded last week. And as fate would have it, she just released the pattern this morning, so about four hours ago, I purchased and printed out the pattern. It is so cute. And Jet Shin, like who we just mentioned, she also knit this sweater, and it looks oh gorgeous goodness. on her as well. So I'm definitely Two knitting mentions. this sweater. I think that this will actually be my knit-along sweater for our knit-along, because it will be in my fingering weight Western Sky Knits. Uh, um, it's called Aspen Sock is the name of the sock weight yarn and the color is aqua so finally i will get to knit that yarn that i bought at stitches this year and i'm also doing a test knit and fingering weight but i don't think i want to wait until friday to cast on for that so <laughs> we'll see so i'm still stalking that one there are already 10 finished objects for that sweater which again was the pattern was just wow. released this morning so she had a lot so of she test had knitters. a lot of test knitters yeah, yeah i think that's a really good sign of a good designer so I'm comfortable starting that now as opposed to waiting a month or two until there are more FOs on Ravelry. So, and Suvi Samola, I just want to insert that she designed a sweater 
called Global Warming, which I have seen for a while on Ravelry. It was released in April 2008, so it's been around for a while. Isn't it a free pattern? It is a free pattern. I was just going to mention that, and that one is very cute. So you may have seen her patterns before. She also has a shawl that I've seen called Filtering Daylight. Oh, that's pretty. Which is it a has two like a color shawl, and doesn't it have? It has a really pretty, like um, An flower edge. motif in the center, and then a different colored edging. Yeah, it's it really looks pretty. Like, yeah, yes, it's yeah. almost like a snowflake lace insert. Yeah, very nice diamond shape. That's gorgeous. Very nice. She has really beautiful patterns. I recommend that you go take a look at her stuff. She has just some stunning patterns on there. So that's the first thing I'm stocking. And the second thing I'm stocking is still the Knit Red. I have to look at the title of the book. Stitching oh. for Women's Heart Health. And <laughs> if you guys noticed the whoops um, posting that we had in the thread this last week, <laughs> our last episode I said it was for combating women's heart health. Well, obviously that was just Gail not thinking before she spoke. So it's raising awareness for women's heart health issues. I have to say that was so funny oh because I was re-listening to the episode and I did listen to we both listened to it before we released it and but neither of us right, neither of us caught it and then when I was re-listening to it after we had released Release it. it I heard that and in my head no 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 and I replayed it no 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 and I replayed okay she really did. She yep. really said that. Oh, my goodness. So, anyways, the book has been released. I think the next day after we recorded the last episode, I ordered it on Amazon. And did you want to insert something here, Charlene? Oh, I just wanted to insert that Gail got me an early birthday present. And so now I have a brand new spanking copy of the book, too. Yeah, I showed up today and gave her her present early because... Um, we just needed a little pick-me-up. And yeah. I knew when I brought it over that if she chose to open it today, we wouldn't be recording for at least 20 <laughs> minutes because the book is so pretty. It's a hardback It's really book, compelling. An amazing value for your money. I know I will knit at least 10 of the patterns in this book. I will knit many of them, too. Yeah. And the and photography is beautiful. The it's, styling is the beautiful. The styling is beautiful. The, the I, knit. The designers in this book are people like Martin Story, Jared Flood, Yasolda Teague, Nora Gaughan. I mean, people you know who are amazing knitwear designers. Yeah. And each of them has an, their own little story about women's heart health issues that they have faced individually or family members, friends, etc. They also have a recipe section at the end of the book for heart-healthy recipes. Oh, I haven't looked at the yeah, recipes yet. I, That'll I was be amazed fun. at how inclusive how neat. the book is. And it has a big section of knitting know-how in the back that has terrific photography to show people how to do some of the techniques in the book. So it's just a great value. I really highly recommend it. You know, go into Ravelry and do a pattern search for Knit Red. And look at the 30 patterns that are in the book and check them out because there are some gorgeous things. You will definitely hear me discuss knitting them very soon. Yeah, me We already too. decided there's one we could cast on today. Right, right. And I was already picking out yarn. Yeah, she was. She was thinking, <laughs> oh, I have a skein of this that I could use today. Right. I could cast on for this today. Right. It was the infinity lace infinity scarf. Yes. So. Yeah. And then the the hoodie 
I had I'm the thinking A-line oh, hoodie. the A-line hoodie. I was we thinking about that oh, last there's, episode. There's some Tonos worsted alpaca that I have been wanting to try. That's hmm. so pretty. Yeah. Amazing jewel tones. <laughs> so she and I are already scamming on how we can start knitting <laughs> these things immediately around other knitting we already have started or had planned. And that's going to get moved to the back burner so that we can knit our fingers to the bones. So that's what I am stalking at least the last week. Okay. And what are you knitting right now? What am I knitting? I am knitting a really fun sweater that I believe I was stocking last episode or two episodes ago called Spring Showers by Joji Locatelli. And I am knitting it in the Malabrigo Arroyo, which is the yarn that it calls for in the pattern. And the yarn is so wonderful. It's so I soft. Love it. And the I love is gorgeous. it. Gorgeous. I am knitting it in the Jupiter colorway. And instead of just saying that the yarn is wonderful, why do I like it? I want to tell you why I like it. Because when you knit with it, well, number one, it's really soft on your hands. Mm-hmm. It feels really good. But there's something about this yarn, and I'm kind of spreading it out right now for Gail to look at my stitches are so even on this yarn and very crisp you can really good stitch definition like the ribbing along the collar is some of the cleanest most crisp knitting I've ever seen well this is this is twisted twisted stitch ribbing so that's part of it but just even on the stockinette I feel like it just knits up so evenly. It really does. It makes me look like a much better knitter than well, you also, some yarns do. <laughs> just to put that in perspective, I think that the Norwegian wool you knit this Bianca's jacket uh-huh, out of, which uh-huh. I'm knitting with right now, yeah. does not have very even stitch no, production. No, it doesn't. It's it doesn't. Yarn. It's sticky and it's bumpy. It's just, yeah. It's so just by different. comparison, I think it's, right. all, it's also like, oh my gosh, yeah. look how even that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. But the stitches just come out so nice. And for me, I especially like it because I can get gauged with this yarn. I am in general a looser knitter because I think it's because I knit continental. And so I tend not to pull my yarn as tightly as other knitters who throw their yarn. And I, I know that I purl looser, which a lot of people do when they knit continental. And I, I guess all, there are knitters, any style, that pearl looser. And so sometimes my stitches don't look so even, but this is so nice. So, so nice. But anyway, what I was saying is that I it's a slightly thinner yarn. It's a sport weight yarn, right? It's, well, it's interesting because... It's labeled as. It's labeled as... It's labeled both, actually. Because really? it's la- Well, on the tag, they say... 20 to 22 stitches to four inches so 20 stitches to four inches is kind of a worsted it's getting into that lighter worsted range so i could use this yarn to knit a lot of sweaters that are in that worsted range but to me when i look at it it's a little bit thinner than Mm -hmm. most holding a strand of it up right now and it does to me it looks like it's sport to maybe right, light right, Just and so I don't it. have, I didn't have any trouble getting gauge, which sometimes I do because I tend to knit more loosely than a lot of um, yarns and patterns 
tend to be knit. But you said that this is the exact yarn called for in her it is, pattern. Right? It is. Okay. It is. And so... Did you I'm have to change your needle happy. size to get gauge? I did go down okay. a needle, one needle size from the recommended, but that's... I do that same thing yeah, every time. Yeah. I, every knitter is different on that. But very nice. Um, my colorway, I think I mentioned, is Jupiter. I would love to get some of the English rose, which, which I know I Gail has in her stash, or purpuras. There's another color called Boraha that's really nice. There aren't that many colors yet, so I'm hoping that the yarn takes off in popularity so yeah. that Malabrigo will produce new colors. And the Jupiter colorway, to try to describe it, is like deep pinks and browns variegated together, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. It's a stunning color combination. I was, I trying, to rose is I was trying to figure pink. out how to describe yeah, it. It's really pretty. Wait until you see the FO pictures, you guys. It's really pretty. <laughs> this is on my... I would like to own this list for Because even in the future. over here, that's it almost goes to a black. Or, oh yeah, you're right. You know, it, lots it's not of colors really in this black, yarn. It's very complex, you could say, yeah, but not in a busy a lot of way depth. at all. Yes, it has a lot of depth. Yeah. So there's a lot of tonal variation to the colors that are there. <laughs> so it's a variegated yarn with a lot of tonal variation. Yeah, stunning. So that's pretty much what I have been knitting. How about you? Ooh, okay. I just swatched for something new last night. This is a test knit, my first ever test knit sweater, <laughs> and I'm testing it for Andrea Black, who is known as Lacuna on Ravelry. She is the designer of the Freya sweater that I finished last month. Mm. So nice. She's so helpful and wonderful. She just started her own Ravelry group, and it's called, oh, well, I can picture the little icon for the group just says Andrea on it, but um, you can search for her and find her group if you're interested. The pattern is named Mary Mary. It's knit in fingering weight yarn, and it is a little front button cardigan with really cute cable detailing at the top of the cardigan, and the bottom is just a stockinette skirt type of sweater. And it has cap sleeves. She knit it in Tosh Merino Light, and I am knitting it in Shibui Sock in the colorway Peacock, which is a beautiful green, tonal variegated yarn which I've been drooling over at the Swift Stitch ever since it arrived pretty much <laughs> so when I decided I was going to reward myself with special yarn for this test knit I splurged and bought some of this yarn so I swatched last night I got gauge on my pre-washed sock I mean swatch and we'll see when I wash it today if I hit gauge or if I need to swatch again but I was as I said, considering this to be one of my knit-along projects, potentially, mm -hmm. that means I'd have to wait until Friday. So maybe I'll swatch <laughs> for 5200K yeah. and wait and cast one of them on on Friday. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll do that. So that's one thing I'm knitting. The second thing I'm knitting is a sweater called Peggy Sue. Free pattern on, free pattern on Ravelry. Sorry about that. By a designer named Linda Wilgis. And I'm knitting this in the $4 a ball Norwegian wool yarn <laughs> that Charlene's Bianca jacket number one is in. I picked mine up in an aqua colorway. And I was traveling this last weekend. I went to Spokane, Washington for the weekend. And I wanted something to knit that would be absolutely no thought required. So I could literally 
shove it in my knitting bag at a moment's notice and not have to keep track of where I was, not need a pattern to follow, not need a chart to follow. Perfect sweater for that. Cool. It is a little, it's not quite cropped, but it's a short cardigan. All stockinette except for the collar is four rows of the cable pattern. Everything from that four rows down to 10 inches of the body is straight stockinette with raglan shaping. And then the bottom is 44 rows of the cable pattern. So the pattern doesn't have any shaping included because the cabling is supposed to pull the sweater in to give it the shaping it needs. But I did add a few decreases for waist shaping because the, the sizes went 32, 34, 38. Of course, I'm a 36. Mm. So I did a couple extra rows of raglan shaping and then added the decreases through the waist. But other than that, I haven't modified the pattern at all. Nice. Uh, very easy knit so far. I'm really enjoying it. The Norwegian wool is delightful. <laughs> and it doesn't have the stitch definition right. because of its right. fuzziness. Yes. But um, it's been a great knit. And that, let's see, I cast on for that, I think, last Wednesday just to get it started before I left. I left Friday morning for Spokane. And when I got home yesterday... The entire yoke is finished, and the body, I've knit about six or seven inches of the body and just finished the second yeah, ball Yeah, you had a lot of knitting time. <laughs> I had a lot, a lot, and lot of knitting time. My flight was delayed horribly two hours on Friday morning, and I didn't think I was going to make it to Spokane in time for the event oh. that I was traveling for. And we had, I traveled with my parents, and we had several moments of dire panic before it all got resolved. So I ended up with more knitting time than I expected on airplanes and in airports. And I didn't even get to ask you, did you make it to the yarn store? No. no. We were going to go to the store called A Grand Yarn, which I knew was in Spokane. I don't know Spokane very well, but as we were driving around the very first hour we were there, we drove up Grand Avenue, oh, and I said, and look, there's the yarn store. <laughs> I know exactly where it is now. And my daughter said, oh, well, we can go there if you want, you know, provided there was time around yeah. the shopping requirements she had. <laughs> right. But they were closed on Sunday, so uh, we didn't get to go. And it looked beautiful from the windows. I oh, could well. see shawls on the walls, yeah. and it looked very open and airy and inviting and well-organized. So I was Traveling and visiting Local new yarn stores. Yarn stores. Oh, so so much fun. Yeah, I so usually make fun. time in my schedule to do that, but this was a pretty tight. <laughs> that was a quick trip, yeah. and then you were late that day. Yeah. yeah, that was a quick, quick trip. So, anyway, the last thing I'm knitting is the mock rib watch cap by the designer Tannis Gray. Another free pattern on Ravelry, and this one I cast on because I needed another simple knit that I could do in the car, mm -hmm. and it's perfect for that. I'm using my Plymouth Yarn Worsted Merino Superwash, which is a worsted weight, obviously, by the name of the yarn, <laughs> and it will be a charity hat, and I'm really enjoying that yarn, too. I thought it would be really splitty, but it's not. It has a really nice hand, so I'm really enjoying that as well. I think there's a Tannis Gray pattern that I want to knit. In the Knit Red book. Oh, I hadn't <laughs> noticed her name as one yeah. of the designers yet. Yeah, I just, when I was flipping through it, I can't remember if she's the Infinity Scarf. No, she, she wasn't she the wasn't? Infinity Scarf. Okay. No. There, was, there was a different pattern that was a Maybe it was the other pattern that we it both admired. Yeah. See, yeah. I got home yesterday around noon. It's Tuesday, not quite one o'clock. And I got home in time. I was starving. So my husband made <laughs> me lunch. And as I was sitting down to eat, he said, you look like you need a nap. And I said, no. I just need to sit still for a moment. And he said, 
why don't you just spend some time on Ravelry? That always cheers you up. <laughs> and I said, well, actually, I want to look at my new knitting book. So I pulled out Stitch Red and drooled over that for a while and wrapped Charlene's up so that I could bring, oh, she's right. It, it is, is Tannis Gray. That it did is the, the Infinity scarf. scarf. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So that might be my first one. So there we go. Tannis Gray gets two mentions <laughs> yeah. in the same podcast in the same, like, two-minute span. <laughs> so those are the three things I'm knitting. I'm enjoying them all so far. And like I said, two of them are free patterns that... I give a big thumbs up to. Yay. So since we're talking about vacations and people traveling, I want to throw in a tips for yarnies. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> this is something that I've, I've been doing for a while and people always look at it very strangely. And then when they see why I do it, they say, oh, why didn't I think of that? And what it is, is everybody has got them at home. And if you don't, you should, because it's dental health. You should <laughs> floss. <laughs> everybody should be flossing, right? And so when you finish your floss, you've got this little container. And what you can do is you open up your container. There, You know, all dental floss containers are different, but some are going to be better than others. But you can pull out the little guts the wheel uh-huh. that the floss was on, on and then you can put little notions in this little case but the best thing about it is the built-in cutter you can travel oh. with a you can travel with dental floss and it has a built-in cutter oh you are a genius oh my goodness <laughs> and it might not be a perfect clean cut but especially if you're knitting with wool, you're going to be able to cut a little bit and then rip it. Or mm-hmm. you can you can work it. it. It'll work. I have done this. And, you know, when you travel, especially on an airplane, obviously you can't take scissors. They have all the rules. I and, have scissors that travel. Well, yeah, you can, you can have small ones, I yeah. think. Um, I think there's a size limit. And, you know, depending whether you have them or not, want to buy them or not, you there are also those little cutters you can buy in the store. But if you're in a pinch and you're traveling you have and you're going anyways, to be carrying probably. dental floss, right. there you go. Or if you just have an empty case, there you go. And you can put your little stitch markers. You can put little things in the case. That's a good idea. And you have a built-in cutter. So tips nice. for yarnies. Yay. Yeah, because when I went through security, I had cast on my Peggy Sue cardigan on my metal Haya Haya sharp needles. Oh. And as I was sitting there Wednesday night, making sure I had everything I needed yeah. for the pattern, it occurred to me, do not try to bring metal knitting needles through security oh. because that could be a problem. So I knit the next row onto wooden needles. Mm. And when I went through security, I had my little tiny travel scissors out. Mm-hmm. And I also took out my little tapestry needle case so those were in the actual bucket you push through security okay so because in the past what i've accidentally done is left things in my knitting bag and they've made me take apart all of the contents of my bag because they want to see what the piece of metal is that looks wow so i'm really careful now about not looking like i'm trying to conceal anything (laughs) so another tip for traveling yarnies and i have i travel extensively or i have over the last yeah. Three or four have. years. I don't. I've been on a lot of airplanes <laughs> and I have never once been questioned about my knitting needles. Yeah. Many countries, many airlines, many security gates, and I've never once been challenged. Yeah. So I think wooden, especially, that's pretty much all I would try to take on an airplane. And I've only done circular so they don't have 
multiple sharp points on mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. again, a lot of people I know are really paranoid about that. Yeah. So it's another tip for yarnies. And of course, always check the guidelines for the airline you're traveling on because they, every airline has posted things you are not allowed to carry on the airplane. Mm-hmm. So those are our yarny tips. So what have you finished since the last episode, Charlene? One thing, one thing only, which I have been carrying around, and you've heard me mention it before. It's called the Chili Pepper Red Kitchen Towel, and it has been in the car and has been my basketball knitting for weeks and weeks and weeks, and there were a couple weeks without any AAU tournament, so it saw no knitting for several weeks. And this past week, we had three games one tournament, and the towel is now finished. Yay! <laughs> and it's just a simple... Cornflower blue, isn't it? Cornflower blue, color. checkerboard knit towel, a hand towel size, and I think I'm just going to use it in the bathroom. I weighed it. I have enough yarn to make another one, so I'm probably just going to... Actually, I already have cast on another one. And when I'm done, at some point, I'll have a pair. But it's it's just my carry-along knitting that sits in the car or my bag. (laughs) Very cute. Yeah. And what have you finished? I suspect you have finished a lot more than I have. I've been a phenom. (laughs) So Mad May ended right after we recorded the last episode. And I just was bouncing off the walls with finishing things. I blocked all five of my Mad May projects. Wow. I think June 1st or June 2nd. <laughs> so I had throughout the entire house, there were, I used every single beach towel. I do own. remember you texting me yeah, that message. Everything spread out everywhere. So all of my FOs from Mad May are done, photographed in Ravelry. And Yay. I'm so happy with all of them. All five of them. I absolutely love and I even sewed the buttons onto my Freya sweater. I found the cutest buttons at the Swift Stitch. They're little dark gray circular buttons with a little gray heart in the they middle. They look great. Yeah, they look they perfect look great. for the sweater. So got that done. I even did backing buttons on most of them. Then I sewed some buttons onto my current cardigan, which I finished a long time ago and have been closing with the shawl pin. And I decided to go ahead and sew a couple buttons onto that. We're going to close the door because someone just started mowing their lawn next door and the dog started barking accordingly for accompaniment to the lawnmower. Um, And then I did the button loops with Yasolda's Teague method and the buttons on my Coraline sweater, which I finished the knitting for that several weeks ago and finally got it all finished so that I could wear it. And I wore it twice in Spokane. Oh, yeah. It's really, really cute. Yay. And I finished Warriston. So Woo! I finally finished that tunic as well. So check out my FO pictures on Ravelry for all of those if you're interested. The Warriston, Josie got a really good picture of me in the Warriston that makes it look so flattering. I'm, like, oh, I'm just going to have to stand kind of bent over like that with my hands in my pockets every time I wear that sweater. <laughs> we were out at the lighthouse on the west side of Santa Cruz in the grass field. And it was the day of the Venus traveling across the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. So all of the Santa Cruz Astronomy Club had their giant telescopes set up right there on the cliffs. Oh, was there and a crowd? There was a big crowd. It was phenomenal. Oh. I took my kids, my mother, and my nephew, who was in town visiting, and all of us got to see the beautiful you know, eclipse. I don't know exactly what it's called. because I don't know either. Yeah, but you could see the little tiny eclipse, dot of Venus traveling yeah, across the yeah. sun. And I let the kids look through all of the telescopes, 
And then I said, okay, now everybody gets to help me style my <laughs> mints. And Josie's going to take pictures. But of course, she was more interested in taking pictures of all of the passersby and my nephew who was posing like a ham. So my FO pictures aren't great in general, but some of them are pretty good. So that was the list of finished things that I accomplished in the last two weeks. I'm very proud of Yay. myself. That basically there was nothing left on the needles that wasn't supposed <laughs> to be on the needles. That's great. At the end of the Mad May and the following week. Excellent. So, Excellent. Yay. That must feel good. And today we have a feature segment in response to our Q&A thread in our Ravelry group. Lori, known as Lori Ann 70 that's her Ravelry name, asked us to share some information about our first sweater experiences, including <laughs> advice to first-time sweater knitters and any book recommendations we have. So Charlene and I have both put together a list of, in my case, my first three sweaters. And Charlene, you said your first four sweaters? Yeah. So why Although I might talk about... Or just, we could even go back and forth. Yeah. You do one, I do yeah. one. My very first sweater that I knit for myself as in adult size, was a neck down cardigan. And it's just called neck down cardigan for women. And that was written by Diane Susi of Knitting Pure and Simple. Who, who we talked we, about on the last we episode. We talked about on the last episode and has a pattern in the Knit Red book. And as I mentioned before, I recommend her patterns a lot to both beginning knitters and experienced knitters. Beginning knitters because... I feel that the patterns are written very clear, they're very simple, and there's a higher possibility for success, I, I feel, yeah. with her patterns. And top-down, people also learn a little bit about trying on as you knit and then fitting to yourself, too, which a lot of beginners don't want to go into, but you can if you want to. And actually, not all of... Her patterns are top-down, but a lot of the ones that I do recommend tend to be the top-down versions. And I do recommend them to experienced knitters, too, who are looking for something that they can customize. To a blank canvas. It's a blank canvas. You can add cable patterns or lace patterns if you like the style of her sweaters or her patterns. I don't know. I just think they're really good, basic patterns and so i'm looking forward to the knit red pattern yeah hers too. <laughs> is the a-line hoodie pattern yeah in knit red which yeah charlene both charlene and i both have on our immediate radar i suspect yeah so that sweater i should i should talk about the second sweater it wasn't the second sweater that i knit but one of the other first sweaters i knit was called sitcom chic which was written by Bon Marie Burns. That was and my it was, second sweater. Oh, I think. See, I think we talked about. I Last, I recommended. Yeah, when you were wearing that, it, I yeah. mentioned knitting it. Yeah, and it is. It was a free pattern on Knitty. I think it still is a free pattern. Yes, still still is a free pattern. You can also get it on Bon Marie's website, Chic Knits, and that that pattern I think is also a really good beginner. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, in my case... And a very usable and wearable sweater a as Very well. usable and very wearable. In my case, it was one of the sweaters that I talked about ripping out and repurposing the yarn for. And that wasn't any, any error on the designer's part or anything wrong with the pattern. It was user error. And my error on that was just bad 
gauge. Well, I didn't. And if it was your second ever. Sweater, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't like. You know, in hindsight, you look back at a sweater, and in hindsight, or later on, I didn't like looking back at that sweater and seeing the gauge issues that I had let slip as a beginning knitter, and so that sweater was ultimately ripped out. My first sweater, the one I just talked about, the Diane Susie cardigan was also a sweater that I ultimately years later ripped out and that one again no problem with the pattern or the sweater itself I actually wore the sweater for many years but I knit that sweater when I was pregnant oh and consequently didn't stay that same size (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's it's kind of strange because when you knit something for yourself when you're pregnant you really don't need to knit a larger size depending on how pregnant you are well if it's a pullover you certainly do well i just i don't know it just depends you you, you, yeah because you're pregnant for such a short amount of time but some of us have a harder time getting back to our pre-pregnancy weight true true and that and that took me years which is why i did wear the sweater for a couple of years but then when you're done having children when you're done, and you're back yeah. here and i think it's yeah. also a self-image thing when you're pregnant oh, yes. you just feel bigger so big mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. so i think that that was where i was headed more with that comment that it was more of a self-image body image body yeah. image issue than a pattern or a yarn issue because the pattern and the yarn were both fine and in fact I would make that sweater again and in fact I did use the yarn in another sweater so both were fine it was just yeah like I said where I was headed with that was more of a body issue thing mm-hmm. that I, I just that. Yeah. knit it so much bigger because I felt so much bigger yes <laughs> so both those sweaters, great patterns, great yarn. You would you recommend both of them for first time knit sweater? Knitters? I think I would. I I definitely would. And the thing about both the patterns is that they're both something that I would still knit too. Okay. So I think a lot of my choices back then were basics. And I even look at the colors that I picked back then, and I was really conservative picking colors. I wanted, I wanted neutrals that would kind of go with as many of my outfits as possible. Yes. Because when you don't have a lot of hand knits, you want to be able to maximize the things you can wear them Mm -hmm. with. And I look at my choices now, now I gravitate towards colors that can't be in any way defined as neutrals they're jewel tones and i can wear them with a lot of things because they match my general overall color choices right but they're not neutrals anymore and i think it's just because you have as you have more knitted items you don't have to maximize the number of things you wear them with you start to think oh i could wear this with this dress or this outfit i've been doing a lot more of that too i understand completely yeah what else did you knit okay so the first sweater i ever knit i have mentioned on the podcast before but i didn't have the actual details such as pattern name etc so the first sweater i knit was called 
not your standard issue sweatshirt. It was from the book titled Yarn Girl's Guide to Simple Knits, and the author's names are Julie Carls and Jordana Jacobs, who have taken a time out from designing, but I expect they will have new design, uh, you know, knitwear designs mm -hmm. released eventually. And it was an unsuccessful first knit. <laughs> I, it was funny because Charlene and I were just reminiscing, and she thinks she may have even recommended the book to me, and I checked it out from our library. And like I said in a previous podcast, I remember practically accosting you when you were working out at the gym. And I brought the book over and said, so do you think I can knit this one? And she said, well, of course you can knit this one. And she was my support all through that first sweater, which I knit in 2006. I apparently have been a yarn snob since the very beginning because I used Malabrigo worsted for that sweater. I remember specifically shopping our local yarn stores and shopping by touch. You know, it had to be something soft enough that I would wear it and it wouldn't itch in any way. So I ended up with Malabrigo worsted in, I think, the continental blue colorway. And the sweater was far too big. It ended up being practically circus tent size on me, if I remember. What was the style of the sweater? It's just a hoodie. I can't okay. remember if it was raglan sleeves or not. But you ultimately, you knit another hoodie I style. I did. I in first, okay. I knit a matching sweater for my daughter, Josie, because it was almost her birthday. So mm. I bought same, the same yarn, knit a similar sweater for her, which I think she wore three times. It's still in the closet, and I'm thinking of ripping that yarn I was going to ask you, whatever happened to that one? Yeah, it's still sitting around. Because the yarn. Yeah, yeah it's gorgeous yarn. Could, it is. So that sweater, I ripped it almost immediately after determining it would never work on my body. And I re-knit it in June of 2008 in my third ever sweater, which is the Ribby Pulley by Bon Marie Burns, mm. also the designer of the sitcom Chic, mm -hmm. which Charlene just mentioned. And the sitcom Chic was my second sweater, which I knit in November 2007, or that's when I finished the sweater. I knit the second one, sitcom Chic, in Knit Picks Shine Worsted, which is 60% cotton and 40% rayon and I've mentioned this sweater on the podcast too that I eventually gifted to my mom because the yarn was so heavy it grew mm -hmm. so much that I couldn't wear it I mean even when I tried putting it in the dryer it just wouldn't fit my body so my first two sweaters not very successful and the ribby pulley by Bon Marie Burns which I used my repurposed Malabrigo worsted for I knit in June 2008 so it was like one sweater a year for those first three years the ribby pulley was a success that I wore once, but I determined that it wasn't really the style for my body. <laughs> and I learned a lot knitting that sweater. Um, someone on our group recently mentioned something about learning how to tink, which is knit backwards, revolutionized her knitting mm, because she realized that. she could undo things without ripping right. an entire garment. Okay. I learned similar things when I knit the ribby pulley. I remember I the uneven stitch count. Exactly. <laughs> so this is what Gail did. The ribby pulley has sections of along the sides of your waist that provide the shaping and then sections of stockinette panel on the front of your torso and the back of your torso. So what I did is somehow I managed to, because here, okay, a little bit more background. I was knitting the ribbing on a smaller size circular needle than the stockinette panels. So I had four circular needles that I was using to knit one sweater in the round and my third sweater ever. So it was pretty complicated. It looked like I was carrying a porcupine around with me <laughs> when I was knitting. And 
the complexity of the sweater, it's a great pattern. It's very it easy to knit. Yeah. However, I managed to miscount. So you do ribbing to begin, and then you, you count for the sections of ribbing and stockinette paneling. I somehow managed to get more stitches of ribbing on one side of my body than I did on the other. And I had knit the entire body and was ready to separate for the sleeves before I finally figured out my mistake. And considering I had already repurposed this yarn and knit one full sweater out of it that I had ripped, I wasn't willing to do it with the second sweater. So I went to one local yarn store where they said, there's nothing we can do to help you. You're going to have to rip it out. I, of course, consulted Charlene, but Charlene was an hour away at that time and she couldn't visualize what I could do to fix it over the phone. Of course, this was before video phones and Skype. And then I took it to our local knit doctor at a different yarn store, Ganilla, who has now opened a local yarn store here in Santa Cruz. And as, as far as I'm concerned, she's a knitting goddess. And she taught me how to ladder down. So I laddered down the extra sets of ribbing and re-knit them as stockinette to even out the sides and was able to finish the sweater. So by the time it was done, I pretty much was so sick of that yarn that I didn't want to wear it. <laughs> and second of all, it just didn't really work for me. So I ended up gifting that sweater to a friend who had cancer and she later died um, from her cancer related issues, but she was very, very, very cold. She was a tiny woman to begin with and she complained a lot about being cold. So I packaged that sweater up I sent it to her and she wore it pretty much every day. So it was, it, the sweater makes me feel good in general because I know the end product was so well right. appreciated and well loved and right. well used. So it was a sex, successful sweater. Again, a terrific pattern. Bon Marie Burns patterns are terrific. They're very elegant, wearable. Classic. A lot of them are very classic. She has great sweater patterns. I highly recommend them. This one, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily recommend as a first ever knit because it was bottom up. So you can't try it on the same way you can as a top down. And because you knit the body and then you knit the sleeve separately and then you join them all together at the top and knit mm. from the underarms up, which ends up being a lot of stitches on the needle suddenly, as we've mentioned it before. Is. And it's also very awkward it to is stitch awkward. Mm -hmm. around the sleeves the first three or four rows yeah. so i wouldn't recommend this as a first sweater but it was my third and besides the fact that i don't know how to count it was a success <laughs> so there you go those were my first three i think you should pull out josie's version of the sweater and rip it out and make something else Which out of I that should. yarn because you know what else i also when finished objects the other thing i forgot to mention i ripped her katrina Oh, the Katrina wow. I did for her in Madeline Tosh Worsted, the Lepidoptera so colorway. I ripped it out last yeah. week. I wow. said, you know, she's never going to wear it. It's too yeah. small. She said, sure, mommy, rip it out. So I'm going to make, I think, a worsted waist nice. uh, shawl out of that. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. Nice. Either nice. that or a Yogini Bolero, oh, yeah. a short sleeve yeah. version. <laughs> so um, I'm going to rip Josie's as well. My first sweater never made it into Ravelry because that's before I knew about Ravelry, if yeah. Ravelry even existed. Josie's sweater also is not in Ravelry, so I will oh, fix that. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. before this episode airs, I will take some pictures of that and yeah. get that into Ravelry as well. I don't even know what pattern I use, <laughs> so that'll be interesting. So I also knit another first, one of my very first sweaters from that uh, Yarn Girl's Guide to, to Simple, Simple Knits. Knits. And we just looked it up. Mine was called 
a craving to knit, I believe, which is kind of an odd name, but <laughs> but it's a basic, short, little cardigan, button-down cardigan in the front. Very classic. Um, style yeah, very cardigan. classic. There aren't that many projects on Ravelry, and I don't even think I have pictures of mine on Ravelry because this was definitely pre-Ravelry. Every once in a while I come across a project that I haven't entered in yet, and this is one of them. And it was a simple knit in terms of the knitting. I had difficulty putting it together because it was knit in pieces. Would I recommend a pattern like that for another beginner? I guess the knitting is definitely doable. And, you know, it was from a book that was called Simple Knits. And I would definitely say the knitting was simple, but the putting... Construction, not so much. Yeah, mm -hmm. the putting it together was a little bit of a challenge. And I have sewn before, so thankfully I was able to pull upon my sewing background. But I think it would be really difficult for somebody who was new to craft, had never done sewing, to be faced with a task of putting together a sweater in pieces. Josie's sweater that I knit, so that technically would have been my second sweater, mm -hmm. was in pieces, mm -hmm. and it was very frustrating for me as a knitter yeah. because I don't have the sewing background. Yeah. I remember, I don't remember if you remember hearing this, I actually seamed the sleeve to the top I do remember back. that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember because that. Because the pieces for a child size sweater right. were kind of similar in right. shape and size. So I seamed two pieces incorrectly, which was very frustrating. So yeah, you know, and, it's a silly mistake. And if I still. recall correctly, even though it's supposed to be simple knits, I believe that the instructions for putting the sweater together were almost non-existent. I think... I remember that too. Basically, you know, like pattern. stitch, stitch, seam it, like seam, seam, the seam pieces together. Yeah, and you're like, well, were I don't the know what that means. Extent I'm a new of it, yeah. yeah. So you know, I think you have to be careful, and and it's always helpful to have a friendly local yarn store or a friendly knitter to help you when you're picking out your first pattern, give you a little guidance, and if you choose a seamed sweater, definitely somebody to guide you along that process. And I, in general, don't recommend a seamed sweater as your first sweater because I think the sense of success you get from your first successful sweater, because it looks clean and finished, if it's a seamed sweater, I think that's harder to achieve because mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't happy with their seaming abilities. Mm -hmm. So when they seam, it doesn't look as clean and crisp as if it was knit in the round. Mm -hmm. So that's another piece of advice I would share. Now, part of Lori's question was advice we have for first-time sweater knitters. Well, I guess and we're already kind of into that. We've kind that. of been doing that <laughs> a little bit as we go. But one overall recommendation I have is knit your first sweater in a child size or a baby sweater. Because one, mm -hmm. you can learn the techniques. Two, it's a very quick, instant gratification knit. You're knitting a very small piece of clothing. Third, it's not a big investment in yarn because you don't need nearly as much yarn. So you get the confidence of how to construct the type of sweater you might want to knit for yourself. Uh, Often yeah. it's a free pattern. So even if you don't have a child in your life to knit for, 
consider it maybe as something you could give to charity or who knows what you might eventually end up doing with it, hanging it on your wall as an example of your first knitting. I don't right. know. But it's it's a learning piece. Exactly. I mean, when, when we look at our first sweaters out of, I had originally planned to talk about four, but I don't think I need to mention the last one. But out of those four, two, I rip, I ultimately ripped out. Mm-hmm. And you ripped out one of my first three. One of your and first three. The second because it was too big. Right. right. And so I think there's there's a lot of learning that takes place. So knitting, like Gail was saying, a sample, maybe do practice sweater, a top down baby sweater, a knit in pieces baby sweater, just or child size, just so that you learn the construction techniques. Right. So basically Look for the styling you want in your own sweater. Then do a pattern search in Ravelry for a baby or child size sweater that has those same design characteristics so that you can knit the same style, shaping, techniques, etc. in a smaller project that you were going to knit for yourself. The other thing is, like you've heard me repeat, it was too big, it was too big, it was too mm-hmm. big. If you knit a practice size and you use the same yarn you want to use for your own sweater, you can wash it and dry it in the way recommended on the label. And then you can see how it's going to change because Charlene and I have talked about gauge swatch voodoo, (laughs) which we'll talk about on some future episode. You go through all this trouble to knit a gauge swatch and you treat it properly and you do all the things you're supposed to do that you would do to a sweater. But you know, a six by six or four by four inch swatch is not going to represent the weight of an entire sweater. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily give you the full picture of what a sweater is going to look like in the same fabric. A baby sweater, obviously it's much smaller than a sweater you knit for an adult, but it can still give you a lot more of the yarn characteristics. Mm -hmm. So if I had knit a baby sweater in that nitpick shine worsted that I used for the sitcom Chic, I might have been very well aware that it was going to grow and I would have chosen a smaller (laughs) size. Yeah. I also think it's a really good idea to look at your own wardrobe. Mm Mm-hmm when you're picking patterns, because it's really easy to go onto a pattern website like Ravelry or pick up a knitting magazine and say, ooh, shiny pretty, at a lot of sweaters, does that style generally look good on you? Does that style fit into your wardrobe? Does that style fit into your lifestyle? I think those are all questions a knitter needs to answer seriously when picking right. a pattern instead of just going for the ooh, shiny, pretty. <laughs> Which is one of the mistakes I still make. Of course, because, we all do. <laughs> well, a lot, Honestly, I think a lot of sweaters are styled for wearing with jeans. Mm-hmm. And I don't wear jeans. Mm-hmm. So I knit these sweaters that would look perfect with jeans, <laughs> but they don't go with my skirts or my yoga pants right. or whatever I'm wearing. Right. So I have a lot of sweaters that I've knit that I love that I seldom wear because they just don't look right with the clothes I wear on a daily basis. And do you generally like to wear sweaters that are made out of thick and bulky yarn? Or do you generally like to wear sweaters that are thin machine knit sweaters? Do you generally like a tunic length? Do you generally like a cropped length? All those questions need to be answered in order to have a successful experience. Right. And it's really important that you find a way to find success in whatever that experience is so that you continue to 
get enjoyment from your knitting and continue to want to knit. So you need to find something, a way to make it easier for you to be successful. And another thing I would definitely stress is don't let your first sweater experience defeat you if it's not successful. Obviously, my first two sweaters, not my first three weren't really successful. Mm -hmm. I didn't keep any of them. Mm -hmm. So, and look at me now, I've knit a lot of sweaters. Well, it's not necessarily that they weren't successful, but they weren't successful. They weren't exactly what you had set out to achieve. Right. Keeping them for my wardrobe didn't work out (laughs) the way I wanted it to. The last part of Lori's question was, do we have any book recommendations for first-time sweater knitters? And Charlene and I both recommend The Knitter's Handy Book of Sweater Patterns by Ann Budd. And Charlene's going to describe that book a little bit. It's similar in that, similar to the Diane Soucy Knitting Pure and Simple Patterns in that it's kind of a blank slate, kind of a palette that you can personalize a little bit add add something to or you can just knit it plain knit it i was going to say pure and simple but that's the (laughs) diane susie patterns (laughs) um and there are several recipe book it it is it is and there are several different styles in there and different different instructions for sizing based on children adults right right and the patterns are kind of open-ended in that it'll say cast on blank and then you go to the chart and you look and find your size and your gauge and you find the magic number and you can write it in or write it on another piece of paper however you want to do it. It sounds a little complicated but it's really not. It really gives you the freedom of finding what yarn you want to use and knitting a gauge swatch and, and fitting in because as Charlene said Look at the wardrobe you already have. What are the types of sweaters you're going to wear? If you don't have a lot of heavy sweaters, don't choose a heavy worsted or Aran weight or bulky yarn for your first sweater because you'll probably never wear it. So factor that in, select your gauge, mm-hmm. and plug it into the Anbud charts. Mm-hmm. And then she also has a lot of different finishing things that you can factor yeah, in, right? Turtleneck yeah, versus yeah, exactly, exactly, versus, yeah. exactly. So that's a good one to look at. The Diane Susie Pure and Simple patterns are good. We both liked the Chic Knits pattern. And the one I'm wearing or, right I now. I mean, the sitcom chic. Right, sitcom chic. <laughs> so the Bon Marie Burns yeah. Chic Knits. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. all of her no. patterns. But I think that sitcom chic was a good, simple, ribby, beginner one. The ribby pulley or ribby hoodie. Well, maybe not the ribby hoodie. That would be too hard for a first yeah. knit, I think. You can tell by looking at the Bon Marie patterns, which are first-time knits and which aren't. So mm-hmm. obviously her cabled knits, her lace right. cardigans, not such right. a good choice for your first sweater. I would also recommend the February <coughs> Lady sweater. Excuse me. Yeah, that was one of that was probably my fifth knit. Yeah. But the one I'm wearing right now, the Deep Breath sweater that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I would recommend this as a first knit for sure. It was very, very simple. For a pullover style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's another thing. Do you want to pull over or do you want to cart? Right. It's another big decision to look at. So Lori, I hope we answered your questions. I hope everybody else learned at least a little bit of something from that segment. And a couple other things we wanted to mention as we close the podcast is The Knit Along, again, it will run from June 15th through August 31st, which means there's a lot of time to knit any project, 
with the fingering or sock weight yarn. And again, all we ask that you do is please use the thread we have in our Ravelry group for inspiration ideas. Share with us the patterns you're considering, the yarn you're considering, help give others inspiration or get ideas from the thread. And then when you have your finished object, I will have another thread, which will be no chat, where you will post your a picture of your finished project, one project per person. And as long as you're a member of our Ravelry group, you'll be eligible for one of the three prizes. And I forgot to mention on the last episode, please tag your project with the tag Yarniacs K-A-L, all in one word, so that when we search for FOs, we'll be able to search using that tag and find them easily on Ravelry. One other thing related to the knit along, the designer T. Shep, that's T-S-H-E-P, just released a new free pattern called Insert Table. It is a fingering weight striped cowl that is really, really cute. I will eventually knit this cowl for myself using scraps of fingering weight yarn. I don't know if I will necessarily knit it this summer, but it's definitely already in my queue. And I would highly recommend that for anyone looking for something simple with the intention of using your fingering weight scraps. It's a really, really cute pattern. So check that out. And we currently have about 35 people who are going to contribute and participate in the knit along. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. Super, <laughs> yeah, I am too. <laughs> and the other thing we wanted to mention is the designer Mind of Winter is her design name on Ravelry. Her real name is Julia Trice. And I noticed she had joined our group um, about two weeks ago, probably, mm -hmm. maybe. And she had added her finished objects, which show up on the, the right-hand side of our Ravelry group page. And I noticed right away there were some new projects there. And I browsed through them, and I thought, wow, these are really stunning. One of them in particular caught my eye. It's called Corazon, and it's a pullover, all-over lace pattern, three-quarter length or long, long sleeve length pullover sweater knit in worsted weight yarn. And I instantly went and, you know, stalked all the finished objects and thought, oh, that's really pretty. And I had left her a comment on the sweater saying, this is very beautiful or whatever I said before I realized she was the designer. So once I realized she was the designer, I pinged her spontaneously on Ravelry. And I said, I love your designs. <laughs> if you have any interest at all in offering a coupon code to our listeners, let me know. And her response was the sign of a good designer, in my opinion. She responded by saying, I think you need to know the designer's patterns before you promote them on your podcast or on your blog or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. So here I've gifted you the pattern Corazon and let me know what pattern Charlene would like. And I will gift one to her as well so that you guys can look at the pattern and or knit it before you promote me on your podcast. So I have printed and reviewed the Corazon pattern. I, of course, have not knit it yet, but it is a really well-written pattern. I know I will knit it in the future when I have yeah. the right yarn and the time to knit the project. And I want to thank Julia very much for offering our very first coupon code ever yeah. on the Yarniax podcast. Yeah. The coupon code is Yarniax. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a very easy to remember promotion code. It's for $1 off any of her four purchase patterns on Ravelry. You simply enter in the code as you're checking out, and that code will be good until June 30th of this year. And I will also post that code in the episode thread for episode 12 on the Ravelry group. So 
that is very exciting. We're, we've, I feel like we've almost become official now. We had <laughs> and Michelle donated a skein of yarn for the knit along. That made me feel official. And now we have a coupon code in the thread. And I mean, there was no, there's no benefit to us as podcasters to do that. It was just fun. It was and just spontaneous. spontaneous. So yeah. there we and, go. Thank you, Julia. And I just wanted to add that Julia has designed for Twist Collective before. Mm-hmm. She has also had a pattern, I believe it was in Nitty, the Honeymoon Cami, I think I it was called, exactly. which was very popular. And there are actually a lot of projects on Ravelry. And Julia gifted me the Niame, Niame pattern. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. But I I could see myself knitting that and the Corazon pattern too. Yeah, she so. had there were some other patterns of hers I really liked. There were not any in fingering weight that I noticed glancing through that would work for right, the knit-along right, necessarily. Right. But still, some really great patterns. If you have any interest, get a dollar off. And one other little mention I wanted to make before we close out the podcast. I traveled with my parents when I traveled this last weekend, and I had a lot of fun knitting with my mom over the weekend. I got to teach her how to do the long tail cast on while we were sitting in the airport Friday morning. She is knitting, oh, I just forgot the name of the pattern, Lotus, the Lotus hat. Mm -hmm. And she's using Mountain Colors Twizzle yarn in the lilac colorway, which is stunningly pretty. She saw the sample knit in the Swift Stitch, and she's been yearning to knit this hat ever since. And all the yarning, all the knitting stars collided last week when we were at the Swift Stitch, and she the yarn was in stock. We looked up the pattern. We got the right colorway. So she cast on the very next day on the way to Spokane, and I helped her with the patterning, with the lace, taught her how to do a lifeline. It was really fun. So thanks, Mom, for being a little <laughs> knitting inspiration over the weekend. And she listened or tried to listen to one of our podcast episodes on oh, the way home, but there's too much ambient noise from the airplane, Oh, so. okay. Hopefully she'll listen to this episode and get a big smile out of that. Okay. Thank so. you so much again for spending an hour or so of your day with us. We really appreciate it. We Thanks do. for being such great knitting friends out there on Ravelry. And we will see you in, in a, a few. couple weeks. Yeah. Thanks so much. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits!